Now streaming, the Netflix and Swill podcast. Welcome to Netflix and Swill, your source for Netflix news, reviews, and booze. I'm Caleb. And I bet you still have to think about it every single time you say hello and welcome, because you always introduce Stack and Triggers the exact same way, and you pause for just a second to remember what podcast you were doing. Yeah, a little bit. I won't lie to you. I mean, lie to me, spit in my face, I don't care, just do whatever you want. Uh, we're not talking about, uh... Our, our FetLife accounts. Well, I'm 365 days this day, uh, oh. chain of memories ready. <laughs> 365 over this days. <laughs> That's good too. I I just need to look up all the the uh, the Kingdom Hearts game names and just you know constantly make references to that. To the uh, game names when we talk about 365 days. Uh, to which you'll continue to ask the question, do our patrons hate us? Uh, answer pending. Uh, but how are you, friend? Uh, I'm doing okay. I I have one week of job left before my big break. I have one week till you look at me. I was trying to think of something like bot like it was like boss related, like you got your boss pants on or something like that. I don't know. I'm trying ridiculous things. Chicken to China, the Chinese chicken. You have a drumstick and your brain starts ticking. Sure, yeah, yeah, those are those are the words. Watching X Files with no lights on. Word Dalla Maison. I hope the smoking man's in this one. Like Harrison Ford, I'm getting frantic. Like Sting, I'm tantric. Like Snickers, guaranteed to satisfy. Like Kurosawa, I make mad films. Okay, I don't make films, but if I did, there'd be a samurai. How high were they when they wrote this fucking song? Uh, they probably had been high for one week. Thematic, on point. Also, I can do that with the entire song. I'm not going to, because that would be an audio hellscape for our listeners, but... Uh, that's true. But it's okay. Uh, they have good things to look forward to. Yes, uh, I don't mean in this episode as we're talking about uh, Netflix continuing to die according to public news sources. Uh, instead, what I am talking about is our live stream for the Cure segment. So, live stream for the Cure, May nineteenth to the twenty first, beginning at nine a.m. each day, uh, today, uh, D day, uh, all that's all Eastern time. So, uh, adjust your clocks accordingly. Uh, our segment will be May 21st at 2 p.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. We will be talking about Diana the Musical. That'll be our main review topic that's going to replace this week's episode. Uh, likely we won't have to do news or downstream uh, unless something cataclysmic happens where we're like, ah, we got to do it. Uh, I, I don't see that for coming, though. So uh, fingies crossed, everybody. Uh, so we have a donation goal in mind. Uh, and 
And I'm not allowed to contribute to it. Uh, and I, I'm I'm calling it here. Caleb is not allowed to contribute to it because I know his budget for this event. He has told me his budget in <laughs> and private. it exceeds what our goal is for our it segment. It exceeds our goal. So I have I am stipulating that Caleb cannot contribute actively to this to this. Uh, so. Uh, I did some math and found out for our segment to be profitable, meaning like for us to be, you know, keeping keeping up with how many hours pass, we need to raise about four hundred and fifty dollars. That's not a very sexy number. So I've rounded it up to five hundred dollars. Four sixty-nine. Four sixty-nine is a good number. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, four four twenty and sixty-nine cents ooh, should be the actual goal. That actually could be. That uh, actually could be it. Yeah, fuck it. Let's do that. All right. So it's <laughs> it's it, you know it's not as sexy. I was gonna say five hundred dollars. Uh, it's not as sexy as five hundred dollars. But four twenty sixty nine is now the goal. Uh, we have moved the goalposts <laughs> by uh, seventy nine dollars. We, we, we moved it back uh, to be funny. Yeah, that's true. Because because we're assholes. So uh, what does donating a total of four four twenty sixty nine get you? Well, that gets you one podcast episode with the Linda, my mom will be on a podcast episode. And I do not mean she will be on a podcast episode for like four seconds. And be like, oh, hi, how are you? No, no, no. My mom will be on the episode. The whole fucking thing. Or at least until she's like, I'm done with this. I'm bored. Which, uh, <sighs> please get bored. But regardless. Uh, so, yes, for my mom to be on a podcast episode, we must reach a total donation of 42069. Now, uh, one thing I will say is that our Patreon money, our monthly Patreon money, will go towards that because I feel like the patrons want that. Uh, patrons, if you don't want that, please, please let me know in the poll I'm going to put over on our Patreon. I'm sure you're going to want it, though. That, that's going to be a unanimous poll. Uh, we so, should have uh, uh, a stretch goal of if we get to $666, we'll have my highly conservative Christian mother on an episode. 666. Six six. <laughs> I'm fine with that. That's also good. That's also a good I, goal. I probably wouldn't be able to get her to do it, honestly. That's fair. But yeah, my mom texted me. Uh, let me actually grab the text because she because we were joking about it for like episode 500. Like, ah, we'll get Linda on. And she literally said sent the words to me. Uh, I started listening to your podcast. Why not have me when you hit 320? So this woman did the fucking math to figure out roughly around the time I'd be in Pittsburgh and picked a number. Way to go, Linda. So Way to go. There good, it is. Good job supporting your son. Uh, that would actually also be around the, t the same time as the episode. Uh, it g like I the way the way we have this whole thing set up. Uh, my mom is computer illiterate, and it sh it would not work if uh, if I was to send her a link and tell her to do all these things. So we're just going to wait until I'm in Pittsburgh, which will be in August. So that will be around the time when the episode releases. Okay. So, so yes, again, the the highlights May nine May nineteenth to the twenty first is the whole event. Our segment is May twenty first at two p.m. Donation goal of four twenty sixty nine to get Linda on for episode whatever <laughs> number that is in August. Uh, that's it. So uh, that's all you need to know. Uh, other than that, my week has been fine. All right. Well, I'm happy for you. Hey, thanks. 
Uh, well, why don't we kick off this episode the way we kick off every episode, which is with a little segment called What's Your Swill? Can we please get some alcohol into my mouth? He hates these cans! Stay away from the cans! So Dan, what are you sipping as you sip it in right, so my video camera here? So I'm sipping on a gin and tonic with uh, Bombay Sapphire as the gin. Uh, from my Penguins Rocks glass, uh, as we currently sit, they are in their finale game. They are about to be in their finale game with uh, the New York Rangers. Uh, I I live streamed on Friday and just actively complained about uh, their goaltender, Louis Dominga, who is an AHL goaltender and uh, is fucking horrendous. And uh, I just went off just being like, man. If the Penguins lose this cup run, it's all Ron Hextall's fault, who's the general manager, because there is no fucking way this guy should have ever been in line for anything to potentially start ever. But hey, that's just my opinion. Uh, it's it's okay. We can waste one last year of uh, Crosby, Malkin, and Latang. It's okay. They're only in their mid-30s. Hmm. What about you? What are you drinking? Uh... I'm drinking a Four loco Gold now. Uh, there's a story to how I acquired this. Uh, but okay. first of all, this is a 23.5 ounce malt alcohol beverage. Oh, okay. I thought uh, you were going to say which, it, it was like 23.5% alcohol by volume. Well, well, no, it's 14% alcohol by volume. God. Which, according to my math, works out to be 3.29 ounces of alcohol. <laughs> You're going to die. Maybe, hopefully. Um, so, uh, earlier this week, I was at work, as I often am, uh, and I was like, all right, I'm going to go run down the gas station, grab a drink. Does anybody want anything? Uh, and my one coworker was like, yeah, get me a 40 of whatever the fuck. And I was like, haha, yeah, cool, funny. Uh, no, what do you really want? And he's like, get me a four loco gold. And I was like, all right, smartass, you could have just said nothing, but now I'm going to get you the four loco gold. So I I got it mm-hmm. as well as like everybody else's drinks. Took it back and set it on his desk and he came back and was like, hey, why the fuck did you get me this? And I said, <laughs> because, idiot, you said you wanted it. And he's like, I'm not fucking taking that. And I was like, oh, well, that sucks. Hey, can I see the keys to your car real quick? And he's like, you're not fucking putting that in my car. Uh, and yeah, the whole time he was just like being being a real douchebag about it. Uh, and, you know, you fucked me like. Would, would you fuck me? You you fucking coward. You wouldn't take the four loco. Right. Now I have it. Well, fuck that guy. Yeah. It's OK. I'll never see him again after this week. That's true. Fuck that guy in particular. Uh, <laughs> never, never to be seen as we uh, move into other points of life. It's fantastic. I don't know. We're we're all moving up in the world. Uh, Bill's moving to a new job. Jimmy's staying the same. Nick's staying the same. I got a raise. I don't know how many of my coworkers listen to this. Uh, if if you're a coworker and you listen to this podcast, you did not hear me say that last raise. I like gold. 
I don't know what the flavor of this is supposed to be, but I think that like turpentine. <laughs> you know, uh, if if uh, go- if uh, well, actually, Mike Myers might be making a comeback. Who the fuck knows? I, I apparently the Pentaveret flopped mightily. Uh, yeah. According to Netflix stats, <laughs> like I, I think you were the only yes. person on planet Earth to fucking watch that. But good. Uh, if if Mike Myers ever did get popular again, I want Four Loco Gold to sponsor Gold Member. I I will say I I don't think I talked about when I reviewed the the Pentaveret, but there's a, a really funny joke about them like trying to censor stuff and just having so many penises in a shot. That like the Netflix auto censoring thing can't keep up with it. Uh, and there's a lot of like, uh, you know, full frontal Mike Myers peen. Uh, and I don't know if it's his real peen or if it's uh, a prosthetic peen, but there's a lot of a lot of floppy peen. Yeah. Cool. That's it's, always what I wanted to see is Michael Myers penis. I don't know. It's uh, it's actually quite funny. Uh, penises are funny. It's funny to say they're small. It's funny to say that they're big. I've been at parties where earthlings hold hold objects in front of their crotch and say, look, I'm Mr. So-and-so dick. I have such and such for a penis. <laughs> That's a hell of an interdimensional cable two reference. <laughs> oh fuck! All right, uh, that'll bring us to the news. Oh shit! It's mail time. All right. Well, our first article of news is that Norm Macdonald filmed a secret final stand-up special before his death. Uh, nothing special will stream on Netflix May thirtieth. Now, um. I think Norm was uh, battling cancer and wasn't sure which way it was going to go. So I think that he filmed a stand-up comedy special pretty much alone on his deathbed. Uh, just in case things didn't go well, he could like have the last laugh at humanity. And I think, I guess that's what this is. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's stand up or if it's just like him being almost dead and making jokes, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh interesting. Yeah, I saw this and I was like, "Oh, that's weird." Uh, and I'm sure there are going to be people like, "How could you release this when Norm McDonald?" It's like I guarantee Norm McDonald wanted this release. So, well, yeah, that was Shut the fuck up. Uh it would seem his final wish. That's cool. Uh I hope you enjoy it cuz I know you're going to watch it. Yeah, definitely. I love Norm Macdonald. Actually, one of my favorite jokes of his was uh, he was like uh, saying about how like in obituaries and stuff, it's like, oh, like he finally lost his battle to cancer. But like if and and I'm not a doctor, but I'm pretty sure if if you die of cancer, the cancer dies, too. That's not a loss. That's a draw. This is a good point. <laughs> Very good point. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, I miss Norm Macdonald and his stupid, stupid jokes. Well, I miss him for you. All right. Uh, now on to the next piece of outrage shit that people care about. Uh, so Netflix has updated its culture page on its jobs website and is causing a reactionary stir. So there's a new thing or like a new it, or it's expanded upon called uh, artistic artistic inspre- expression. Oh, my God. 
Hey, are you me suddenly? I'm me, uh, and I can't talk now, and I'm you. All right. Entertaining the world is an amazing opportunity and also a challenge because viewers have very different tastes and point of view. So we offer a wide variety of TV shows and movies, some of which can be provocative. To help members make informed choices about what to watch, we offer ratings, content warnings, and easy-to-use parental controls. Not everyone will like or agree with everything on our service. While every title is different, we approach them based on the same set of principles. We support the artistic expression of the creators we choose to work with. We program for a diversity of audiences and tastes, and we let viewers decide what's appropriate for them versus having Netflix censor specific artists or voices. Uh, As employees, we support the principle that Netflix offers a diversity of stories, even if we find some titles counter to our own personal values. Depending on your role, you may need to work on titles you perceive to be harmful. If you find it hard to support our content breadth, Netflix may not be the best place for you. So, yeah, Caleb, how do you how do you interpret this as somebody who uh, has a job? Um, I mean, they're drawing a line in the sand. It's they're saying either you can do the job or you can get the fuck out and you don't get to bring your your personal politics and morality into it. Uh I don't know. People would be mad at them if this was their position and people would be mad at them and uh, cry freedom of speech if they started pulling down things that were controversial. Uh, uh, which I, they I, have. I prefer this. Yeah. I prefer them just like saying, hey, this is this is what we're doing. And if you make me choose between having you know, content that you might disagree with and my obsession with pointing out doors to people. Well, then there's the door. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there, there is a little hypocrisy in this. Now, of course, um, I don't remember if Netflix did this on their own or if this was like a distributor thing, but like the blackface episode of community was something we talked about, like getting pulled down from the service. Is it everywhere else or is it or is that a Netflix thing? If that's a it's Netflix not, thing, it's not blackface. He's I not know, dressed I as know, a black person. I know, but <laughs> people say the blackface episode of Community. So that's how oh, I refer to it yes. as. I know he's dressed as a, a fucking dark elf. Yeah. Like, there is no way that that could be construed as like he's supposed to be a black person. But then there's also. um I want to say Lethal Weapon, the Lethal Weapon 5 episode of Always Sunny in uh, in the UK yeah. that got pulled down. Like. I, but I'm I'm pretty like, sure is Always Sunny still on Netflix in the US. No, no, it's okay. a it's an FX show, so it's on Hulu. That's what I thought. But yeah. So like, yeah, I don't know, man. Shit's wild. Yeah. Also, this is just like, hey, the next time someone stages a walkout over Dave Chappelle, uh, don't expect to be yeah, welcomed back with open arms. Yeah. There will be uh, a, a note on your desk when you get back that says you're fired. Repent, motherfucker. Oh, that's good. That's very good. I know, uh, like people, there are some people that uh, saw like the titles, and unfortunately, like the New York Post had like the best title for this because like people, it was like Netflix says to employees, if you don't like our content, you can get out. And then, of <laughs> course, like the first like fifteen fucking 
comments on Reddit are like, well, maybe if Netflix made good content, it's like, maybe if you read the article, you'd understand it wasn't about, you know, content quality. Uh, and then yeah. the New York Post is like, Netflix I, tells woke employees to get the fuck out. And it's like, <laughs> there's which a happy isn't, medium. Isn't what it says. Right. There's a happy but, meeting between what the first title says and what the second title says. I don't know. I don't get the whole like, well, maybe if Netflix did good stuff that. OK. You know how many fucking things are on Netflix? I like about two percent of it. That amounts to thousands of things. If if you've watched through everything on Netflix that you have an interest in. Maybe you need to log out. And like, go outside and touch some grass. Just go touch some grass. <laughs> Just go it's touch okay. some grass. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, watch watch birds fly by. Go go to the park. Watch a squirrel. I don't know. Uh, or you could do a, a different thing, like subscribe to another streaming service. Like, I I, I don't like we we you talk can do about anything this, like, you want every fucking week. The the possibilities are endless. The 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 human potential for experience is myriad. We talk about this every week, but like, don't tell me you're canceling your Netflix subscription. Just fucking do it. Yeah, I don't give a that fuck. Up, that applies to everything. Don't it's fucking a... tell me you're doing it. Just do it. I'm I'm going to start giving out uh, Netflix cancellation trophies so that people can feel special. We should just create that image. Like any anytime we see it on Twitter, we're just like, here. Here, here you go. Here's your trophy, yeah. bud. Good job. We're proud of you. Good job uh, choosing money over entertainment, which was always allowed. So, yeah, uh, this is not as big of a deal as everyone's making it out to be. Uh, all, people were like, well, this is just a way for people for Netflix to say, hey, get the fuck out before. So we don't have to lay you off. Uh, which might be true. There might be layoffs coming. There, there are layoffs coming to every big tent company. And I feel like Netflix is a, is a little bloated. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to Google like a shitty drawing of a trophy. Uh, <laughs> I've had I've had the best success with uh, just simply Googling here trophy. Uh, and I found an image. It's a white background with a gold trophy that says here trophy trophy for you. You don't like thing. Good job. Not liking thing. Wow. Clap. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's pretty fantastic. Yeah, it's pretty good. All right, uh, our next story is that Netflix's ad-supported tier and password-sharing crackdown may be coming to the service more quickly than anticipated. In a leaked internal note from executives, the company is looking to unveil its plans for both sometime in Q4 of 2022. Uh, we don't have to talk about either of these things in detail, but I just think that the Q4 of 2022 is interesting. Yeah, that's... Uh... That's fairly soon. Uh, according to the, like the note, uh, they're apparently making some sort of concession with with both things, so that way they can show up and then they'll, you know, adapt it over time. But uh, yeah, that's uh, interesting that it's coming that quickly. That apparently they've had this technology for that long. All right, uh, and our final. Final news story. Uh, this is also sort of a nothing burger, but Netflix has begun preliminary development on live streaming. Current plans are to use the new functionality for unscripted content and stand-up specials. Uh, 
Uh oh. Uh why do you say uh oh? Uh don't let Dave Chappelle get a hold of it. The universe will melt. That's true. Uh no, apparently that is something they were talking about because like they had their Netflix as a joke uh like comedy festival and they were talking about potentially streaming you know, some acts from that. Like that that would be like a concept they would think of. Mm-hmm. Uh I, I give you two two better ideas to to do. Uh the first one is uh live stream your content streams like Geeked Week and to Doom, if that still exists, uh to your platform. That way more people see your shit. Yeah, what a novel concept. Uh the second thing and the thing that would probably save your fucking company, but you're too dumb because you didn't realize this before uh, and now have missed out on all the TV licenses for all uh, all of the leagues is sports. You could use this for fucking sports. And if you got in during the time when you could have, which was the past two years, because MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL and Premier League have all fucking negotiated new TV contracts in the last two years. All of them. And if you decided to not be fucking stubborn and just be like, hey, we're going to take one of these. And it, and it could have been Man. fucking any of them. If fucking MLB came to Netflix, you know how much fucking time I would spend watching fucking baseball? I know, right? Any sport. It doesn't fucking matter. I'd love to watch like Major League Baseball fucking the nhl uh, I, w- I would say the khl but that's uh run in russia and we don't support those people right now so uh whatever but like i, I don't know like you you missed out on negotiating windows so now you're stuck like like now you're going to go for the the prevailing wisdom is f1 which is fine but like i don't know if i want to watch f1 on netflix mm. i'll watch the other stuff i'd I'd probably fuck with some NASCAR. NASCAR'd be fine. <laughs> I like I've I don't think I've ever watched an entire NASCAR race nor had like any stake in it. But like when I was drinking heavily, uh I would enjoy putting NASCAR on because I could zone out for two and a half hours and then look back and it was exactly the same. And yep. it just grounded me in time. And maybe I'd watch F1. F1, the prevailing wisdom behind F1 is that they would do it and then have uh, Drive to Survive alongside of it. So that way, like, hey, you're done. We're done with the new F1 season. Here's uh, Drive to Survive that you can now watch. <laughs> they could probably get arena football. <laughs> Honestly, that would be the best thing for like <laughs> arena football, XFL, yeah, American really. Football League, like. Any one of those God. leagues really could use Netflix, and Netflix Does could the XFL, kinda use them. Is the XFL currently extant? Because I know it came back for like a little bit. It came back, uh, and then it died because F- of the what, pandemic. What, fucking why? And then uh, The Rock is going to revive it. <laughs> so the, the thrice dead XFL. What is dead may never die. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> And with with strange aeons, even Vince McMahon may die. Yeah, uh, I feel like if you're Netflix and you try to get like any of those like s- fucking bad football leagues, you're just kind of like, oh, my God, we're we're really trying to we're we we just said we want sports and it doesn't matter what the sports are. We'll fu- we're like ESPN eight, the Ocho, because we're that yeah. desperate and we missed out on our big window to 
invest in a large See, sport. I think that I would watch like was the was XFL or was it arena football that was the brainchild of Vince McMahon? XFL. Okay. I was going to say, I, I would probably watch XFL if they more perfectly married it to professional wrestling. Like, I want to see people out there, like, fucking trying to tackle each other by, like, hitting them with fucking steel chairs or, like, tripping them with chains. And uh, I think people would be dead if you yeah. did that. <laughs> Like, it's yeah, like probably a dude, true. A dude running at high velocity, getting a chair shot to the fucking dome, probably ain't the best idea. But I would watch it. I mean, sure, I'd love to watch a man get killed. Absolutely. Yeah. Whoever, whoever, like the best fucking uh, defensive lineman in the league is. It's like uh, local dipshit uh, Xavier Woods kills again today, bringing his death toll up to an astonishing forty-six. You leave Xavier Woods alone. <laughs> Uh, he was the only only pro wrestler I could think of on short notice. What's funny is that the uh, the Vikings have a player by the name of Xavier Woods as well. No shit. Uh, he's a real player. He's a real man with that name. Uh, so, huh. of course, there was a little cross promotion there between WWE and the Vikings because of that guy. Also, interestingly enough, Brock Lesnar was on the Vikings pra- practice squad for for a time. He He played defensive tackle. Uh, my brother and I immediately traded for him the one year he was in Madden and uh, uh, proceeded <laughs> to fucking dominate with Brock Lesnar. Uh, that's great. Where do you think he got more concussions from? The UFC. Yeah, yeah, probably statistically. All right. Uh, that's the news. Netflix, you, f- you really fucked up on your own hubris and now you've lost <laughs> all the sports licenses that you could possibly acquire, you idiots. Uh, and then moves over to downstream. We're going to talk about some trailers that are coming to Netflix for things coming to Netflix. Uh, who cares? Baby, I can't control the Internet. All right. Our first trailer is for the third season of Love, Death and Robots. Uh, extreming May 20th. Hey, 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 Emmy women, Emmy winning animated anthology, Love, Death and Robots returns with a third volume executive producer produced by Tim Miller, Deadpool, Terminator, Deep Fake and David Fincher, Mindhunter, Mank, Terror, Imagination and Beauty combine in nine episodes, which stretch from uncovering an ancient evil to a comedic apocalypse telling startling short stories of fantasy, horror, and science fiction with uh, trademark wit and visual invention. Now, some of these don't look like they have robots, and I thought that the conceit of the show was it was all technology stuff. But one of them's ah. like an old-timey pirate thing or something. Mm. And one has conquistadors? Yeah. Uh, so it's more like Twilight zone where it's based in the sci-fi, like some weird shit's happening. It doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, future tech or some shit. Like there's one in um, a set in Russia during World War Two, where uh, apparently during World War One, fucking like they practice it like this one general practice, like dark magic and unleash like hell spawn on on Russia. And they've been buried in, in the. uh in like Siberia and so like uh Stalin uh is like Stalin or Lenin? 
uh, is telling them, hey, go around fucking like exterminating this shit because we need you to. Also, Hmm. there's there's one where. um, uh, This guy gets like this guy is commanding a ship and he is. uh, uh, Like his his ship gets like sent off like millions of light years off his course so uh he sent off like the forest sector known to man uh it it takes a pretty interesting uh turn of events from there but uh, yeah it doesn't necessarily always have to be about robots it's just you know sci-fi shit sci-fi short story shit uh i actually do like the first season the second season is okay uh the second volume is okay the third volume we were originally supposed to get volume two and three together as a second season because the first season was i think 18 episodes and season and volume two was like seven so this is nine so this would complete that second season order so i don't know if we're gonna get more Uh, it seems like people like this so i would assume we're going to get more But yeah, if you haven't checked it out, check it out. I, I do recommend it. And yeah. like I said, they're all short stories. Well, they're, they're no more than 20 minutes an episode. So you can just, if you hate it, you're, you're on to the next one. I, I was going to joke that now that it's made it past two seasons, I might start watching it because it didn't true. get canceled. Yeah, man. Talk about uh, every time someone's, someone's like, I don't want to watch something. Oh, it got something. I like, I, I just wish I could just wish like, you know, the, the fucking circle thing, the circle meme where it's like, this thing, then this thing, then this thing, then this thing. It's like it's somewhere on the circles, like you are here. Like, I, I just want to have that for the Netflix cancellation cycle. Yeah. Uh, our next trailer is for Hustle, starring Adam Sandler. After discovering a once in a lifetime player with a rocky past abroad, that's uh, a poorly constructed sentence. Uh, after discovering a player abroad who has a rocky past, I guess is what they're getting at. Uh, a down on his luck basketball scout, Adam Sandler takes it upon himself to bring the phenom to the States without his team's approval against the odds. They have one final shot to prove they have what it takes to make it in the NBA. Uh, Dan, what'd you think? Uh, it's Adam Sandler trying. Let's go. Yeah, I don't know. This actually looks quite good. Yeah. Uh, and that's me, a person who doesn't know anything about basketball saying that. Some of those drills look kind of nuts, actually. Like I, I look at those and I'm just like, where the fuck did they come up with this shit, man? <laughs> like, there's a passing drill where he passes the ball through a fucking tire. It's, it's fucking wild. But yeah, this looks interesting. It's like an interesting know. movie. I've, I've done football drills where you have to throw it through a tire. That makes sense. Same I mean, idea. You got to put it on a dime, uh, which is makes sense. A dime is very small, everybody. That means you have pinpoint accuracy. Or at least dime point. That's true. Yeah. Uh, our next trailer is for Dangerous Liaisons. Les causes as... dangereux. <laughs> as the innocent Celine uh, falls in love with popular surfer Tristan uh, in her new school, she has no idea she's the object of a cruel bet between Tristan and Instagram queen Vanessa. Uh, why would you do it, my wife? Yeah, Caleb's Dangerous, wife. Yeah, Dangerous Liaisons, a film starring Paola Locatelli and Simone Rirol, only on Netflix, July 8th. Uh, it's 
sexy teens having sexy sex. Uh, I think it's sexy teens doing she's all that. So I thought kinda. it was sec- I, was, I thought it was teen basic instinct. Uh, no, that's, mm, I I hope it's not. I hope it's not too, see, it says Dangerous Liaisons, which I, which I think is a remake of a remake of a remake of a remake. Like they've remade this movie a million times, apparently. Uh, and now it's for like teens. So like, I've, I've not watched Dangerous Liaisons ever. Uh, in any language, any remake, I have no idea what this movie's about. If you want to watch it with sexy teens, uh, go for it. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up is First Kill. You never forget your first. Teenage vampire Juliette sets her sights on a new girl in town, Calliope, for her first kill. Calliope. But, but much to Juliet's surprise, Calli- Calliope is a vampire hunter. Both find that the other won't be so easy to kill and, unfortunately, way too easy to fall for. Falling in love is tricky for teens. Juliet and Calliope, one's a vampire, the other's a vampire hunter, and both are ready to make their first kill. Yeah, uh, this looks like wildly enter- entertaining uh, filth trash that's going to be very bad, but uh, I guess watchable. Yeah, it doesn't look too, too bad. Yeah, I don't it looks, know. It looks campy as shit, but you know, like CW kind of fair. Yeah, you, that kind of I, thing. I don't know if you saw, but like CW, like basically just like imploded their entire fucking network. Uh, so now Netflix is trying good. to corner the the CW network market. Uh, yes, I agree. Good. Uh, fuck the CW. It doesn't make uh-huh. anything good. <laughs> uh, this looks like Twilight if it was about lesbians. I'm lesbians with you. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh. It's like Romeo and Juliet, but with lesbians. Uh, except it's Calliope and Juliet. Wait, the girl's name is actually Juliet? Yes. The vampire's name is Juliet. Is Calliope a character in Romeo and Juliet? Uh, not in Romeo and Juliet. I know she's like a Greek goddess or something because uh, fucking uh, Kratos kills her and I think God of War 3. Yeah, Calliope was the muse of epic poetry. I don't know if she was referenced in Shakespeare. Hmm, okay. But there curious. is a connection there, apparently. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it could be, could be fine. Wait, wait, I think this is a show, too. Yeah, it could be. I, I think. I don't know. Uh, so make sure you watch it before it gets canceled. So that way you can bitch about it being canceled. All right. Uh, and our final trailer this week is for Trees of Peace. Uh, and before you get your mind in the gutter, it's not about marijuana. Uh, four women from different backgrounds forge an unbreakable sisterhood while trapped and in hiding during the genocide in Rwanda, inspired by true events. Uh, Dan, what did you think? Uh, I think I was about to say unbreakable, but then I remembered, oh, wait, Rwandan genocide. That's right. Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. They are. They are four bunker women. They I are guess. four bunker women. Uh, oh, this is the fucking tiniest bunker I think I've ever seen in my entire life. They have like one air hole. 
It's just like it's street level and they can kind of see out of it if they want to. Uh, yeah, uh, this looks interesting. I don't know if it'll be good, uh, but it's uh, there. There are some legitimately tense moments, some legitimately sweet moments in the trailer. So this might be worth checking out. Yeah, possibly. I don't know. It looks uh, looks good. Looks awards baity. Yeah, a bit. I won't lie. You're probably right. All right, Dan. Uh, any quick hits for this week? No, uh, I wanted to watch, you know, senior year of the Ben Tavrit, but I just got caught up doing uh, other things like uh, helping people get ready for live stream for the cure. OK, uh, well, inspired by you, I watched Happy Gilmore. You're going to die, clown. <laughs> it's real good. Uh, I always thought that the girl's name was Virginia Bennett, but it's Virginia, Virginia Bennett. Bennett with a yeah. V. So yeah. it's another VV love interest for Adam Sandler. Yeah, that's how you know it's an Adam Sandler movie from the 90s. It's a VV. Yeah. Well, even today, like. Uh, Hubie Halloween had that. I mean, it also recycled Julie Bowen. So maybe that's the secret to the Adam Sandler comedy mm -hmm. formula is have Julie Bowen plus Adam Sandler equals good. Competent, yeah, maybe. That Veronica Vaughn is one hot piece of ice. I know from experience, dude. No, you don't. No, not me personally, but a buddy of mine, him and her got it on. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. Um, yeah, I don't know. Movie holds up pretty good. Uh, I also watched <laughs> Shrek Forever After. Oh, uh, so the, the tagline on. for this movie is it ain't ogre till it's ogre. Uh, yeah, actually, is Sh is the original Shrek on Netflix? I yes. don't think it is. It, OK, one, one, two and four definitely are. <laughs> OK, so I lied. I do have something to talk as about. Well I watched as Shrek the musical. I watched Shrek. Oh, nice. Because uh, we had uh, my girlfriend's boss's dog over for a bit. And I'm like, just, dog, you know, <laughs> to hang out this. Right. Right. Like, apparently, like they were getting the, the house cleaned and the dog couldn't be there. So she comes over to our house whenever the dog needs to be out of the house. And she is a fucking wild woman. So like anytime we have to like watch like I was just like, let's just put on Shrek. We've both seen this a, a, at least a couple times. So we don't need to actually pay attention to mm -hmm. what's happening with, on with Shrek. Uh, while we make sure this dog doesn't fucking uh, murder itself. Yeah. Shrek Forever After uh, is about Shrek having a midlife crisis uh, about losing his ogreness because he has kids. Uh, and is in and stuck in a rut with his uh, wife who just doesn't uh, get his needs, I guess. But it turns out that he's he's the problem. Um, well, you know, men, we're always the problem. Yeah, that's true. It's it's the man's job to hold the family together. And if you can't do it all on your own, you're a deadbeat. Uh so he's just like, man, I want to go back to being a regular ogre just for a day. Uh, so Rumpelstiltskin makes a, a demonic pact with him uh, to allow that to happen. Uh, but in doing so, he creates a, 
a scenario where like he had never rescued Fiona from the tower and oh. like Rumpelstiltskin like took over the kingdom of far, far away. Cause like, uh, like Shrek rescuing Fiona had prevented like a bargain that Fiona's parents made with Rumpelstiltskin from coming to fruition where like they would give up their uh, kingdom in order to like rescue Fiona basically. Right. And like that, like since Shrek didn't, didn't do that, like they like Rumpelstiltskin got the kingdom. So like, Basically, Fiona has no idea who Shrek is. Uh, she's re- leading like an ogre resistance to try to overthrow Rumpelstiltskin. And uh, Shrek has to convince her that like he's her true love uh, by the end of the day or else like everything's bad forever. Uh, just curious, when did this movie come out? Uh, 2010. So just before the love guru. Got it. Ooh. Yikes. I don't know. Puss in Boots is fat in it. That's kind of funny. Well, fat people are funny. Yeah, it's fat. It's funny to make fun of fat people. <laughs> it's funny to make fun of fat. Yeah, they they fall down. They can't do things good. Because uh, he can't. He has cankles, so he can't fit his boots on. So he's no longer Puss in Boots. He's just Puss. Yeah, he's just a he's just a big fat puss. <laughs> <laughs> it might be funnier than anything that's in the movie. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's fine. Sure. Yeah, I'll take your word for it. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Seacrest is in this movie as a character called Father of Butter Pants. What? <laughs> What a what a movie. All right. Uh, yeah. What a what a franchise. Uh, now, here's the real question. Does Smash Mouth have a song on the soundtrack? Hmm. No, I do not believe so. Because um, that that shows you what kind of a fucking time capsule the first Shrek movie is in, because they do both. Uh, uh, they do fucking all star by by Smash Mouth and they do a cover of I'm a Believer for uh the the ending song oh you know what i'm a believer is is in here apparently and uh, i, I kind of don't count that it's it's recycled basically although i guess it makes sense like if shrek's yeah, going was, back for fiona first one it's uh it's the version played by weezer man weezer like was real big for a minute and then sucked really bad for a long time yeah yeah Remember when they made that song Pork and Beans? Yeah. It sucked. Yeah. Not a good song. Uh, sorry, Weezer. Uh, this is now a Weezer Slander podcast. I don't know. I like Pinkerton. I like the Blue Album. And that's about it. Speaking of Pinkerton, so did you see the Pinkertons are back? No, what? The Pinkerton Agency. They, they got Pinkertons to at, at Amazon to do strike-breaking shit. Let's, let's go. This is, I've been yeah. waiting for this day. Man, there's not a, a dark history there that they're uh, going to re- end up retreading. Nope, not at all. Not going to be a single problem. Uh, everyone keep buying <laughs> your products on Amazon. It's fine. Uh, no. 
and then I did also watch senior year. Now, if you're going to watch this, I will abstain. Now, uh, uh, it, we, I will obviously not watch this next week because I'm going to be very busy doing uh, di- wa- trying to st- like steal my mind in order to be able to watch Diana the Musical without fucking offing myself. But the following week, I can assure you, I will watch Senior Year from from Rebel Wilson. So let's mm-hmm. just let's table this for now. Yeah. Uh, broad strokes. It's about how like. Oh, 20 years ago, we were sexy kids having sexy sex and watching the real world. Uh, And now, like, uh, I'm a kid who's transplanted through time to a modern high school. And, like, the the losers are popular. And, like, the cheerleaders are, like, the unpopular kids. And, like, everybody cares about recycling and... uh, gender politics and like and she's just like oh i just wanted to be the prom queen and and fuck some dudes i mean life was simpler then when you could just run around try to be the prom queen and uh fuck some dudes yeah it's true i don't blame her you know (laughs) i'm i'm with it but yeah i don't know uh the the highlight of the movie for me was also in the trailer where it's like uh she's talking to like the people that become her new friends and uh she's like the only way to be popular in high school is to like uh to be on the cheer squad or like to have rich parents or to let guys go in the back door and the gay kids like well I must be really popular then <laughs> It's uh, it's a good joke. It's a very good joke. So yeah, uh, I promise I wa- I'm sorry, Julio. I got too bogged down doing everything else this weekend to to give it a shot. Uh, I know Julio was very much looking forward to us talking about it. You're going to put it off for just a little bit, Julio. I promise it'll be okay. Okay. Uh, And I believe that'll bring us over to a break. And when we come back, we'll talk about our featured review for the week, which is Operation Mincemeat. Hello, everyone. My name is Nick, and I'm the host of the annual live stream for the cure to raise money for the Cancer Research Institute. They research immunotherapy, which signifies the hope of a future immune to all forms of cancer. CRI is extremely accredited and highly rated, meaning 88 cents out of every dollar donated goes to actual research. This year, starting on May 19th at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, we're fighting for the sixth year in a row to raise money for this amazing organization and this important work. Livestream for the Cure is all about the power of the indie creator community, showing that even small creators can make a big difference. We're proud to continue working to raise money and awareness for the potential to treat all forms of cancer with immunotherapy. Together, we can make a difference. Learn more and make an early donation today at LivestreamForTheCure.com. Welcome back, everybody. Caleb, it's time to get into our main review topic for the week, Operation Mincemeat. Operation Mincemeat is a PG-13 drama war film that came out last year in select cinemas, apparently. And Netflix picked up the uh, distribution rates. Uh, 
It's two hours and eight minutes, and it is a 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb. During World War II, two intelligence officers use a corpse and false papers to outwit German troops. Dan, what did you think of Operation Mincemeat? I like parts of it. I think at two hours, it drags. Yeah. Uh, And there's also this very useless subplot that involves a love triangle that uh, that goes nowhere, that goes absolutely nowhere and just completely distracts from the the narrative. I think if you remove that subplot, this is a a pretty tight hundred minute movie. And we all say, hey, I I like that. It's not anything spectacular, but, you know, it's a good movie for Netflix. Uh, Instead, I say uh, it's it's a fine movie for Netflix because. Yeah. Mm hmm. Uh, and then Jason Isaacs gives a handjob to a Nazi. Uh, that was not Jason Isaacs, but yes, that did happen. Some no, a Nazi which, was given a handjob. Fuck, which one? Wait, who gave the Nazi the handjob? Some guy. It was, um... Oh, it was the other, uh, it was the other, like, espionage boss. Well, no, it wasn't Matthew McFadden or Colin Firth. It, it was just a, some guy who, had, who was stationed in Spain. He was like, I've had, I have previous re- like contact with this certain colonel in the Spanish army who's a Nazi sympathizer, uh, and uh, but uh, like I don't want to really get in contact with him because <laughs> of the implication, and the implication is that this guy is a homosexual, and uh, w- the guy who I'm assuming is straight uh, would have to give him a hand job. Yeah, it's a weird scene. Um... This movie is over two hours. Uh, it's plotting and boring and not very good. And uh, the the story is interesting, but like this could have been an email. Sure, uh, th- that's fair. Uh, I feel like that's going to be your thoughts for a later movie, but we'll talk about that at some point later. Uh, but yeah, like for the most part, like I, I actually like was really engaged by like the first 30 ish minutes or so, like up until they find the body. And then it's like, all right, we we did it. We got the body. Now let's craft a story. And yeah. the story part is OK. Because they're going back and forth. And it's like, hey, we have this letter to put on him. Oh, this letter shit. Get me another one. And that goes on for like 45 minutes, which like I understand is probably the point because it's all about like fucking military bureaucracy. But let me tell you something about bureaucracy. It's boring. And whenever you spell out bureaucracy to people, uh, they get bored trying to watch it. So like, no. Uh, I, I thank you for for trying to do that, do something with that. But uh, no. Yeah, I was bored. I feel like you wanted to, like if you if you could redo your selection last week of Operation Operation Mincemeat versus senior year, you would choose senior year. Yeah. I mean, I was I was always going to watch both. That's true. Um, So I don't know. Uh, I think the character I hated the most was uh, Math McFadden's uh, Charles Chamondeley. That Chumley. 
Yeah, Chumley from Pawn Stars. <laughs> yeah, yeah who, who's basically, like, Ashley brought it up. He's basically an R slash nice guy version of, like, uh, a 1940s British man where he's like, I've been, uh, I've barely talked to this woman, and therefore she should worship the ground I fucking walk on. Yeah. And so he gets upset and then uh, throws Colin first character under the bus for because he thinks that's going to get him. Uh, what the hell is her name? Uh, Kelly McDonald for some fucking reason. <sighs> um, I don't know. Spycraft is something that's interesting in theory, but uh, painful to watch in practice. It, it, yeah. nothing, nothing about it is really interesting to me. Like, uh, I don't know, like, Ian Fleming is a character in it, and like, you know, he wrote James Bond books, but like, this isn't James Bond, like, this is just kind of, just kind of boring nonsense. Yeah, yeah, Uh, for about an hour in the middle, I was just kind of like, kind of checked out, and but then like, as soon as they got the body dropped off. And then, like the the thrill, the Sorry thrilling aspect. Body dropping, sacrifice the creature. Body dropper gains menace. <laughs> uh, actually, it's pay uh, a red and a black. Sacrifice the creature. Body dropper gains menace. Whatever. Uh, the point is, is that once the body uh, is is put into place, uh, and all the thrilling aspects happen, I was kind of reengaged, but still, at that point, the movie had had pretty much lost me. So it's just like, eh, yeah, I know this is going to work, but and that's cool. Uh, I really could have done without all the fucking melodrama in, in the middle of like two dudes just trying to measure dicks against each other for some fucking reason. There was one guy who was really trying to measure a guy's dick. With his hand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's true. All right, yeah, I don't have I don't have much else to say about Operation Mincemeat. Uh, I think it's okay. Uh, I I wouldn't say like, uh, yeah, run out and watch it, but it's it's a perfectly capable movie. I just wish it was uh, I just wish it was like slightly shorter. Yeah, yeah, watch it if you're interested. I mean, like, fuck, we're I'm not gonna like go on about it. It's historical events. That's true. Uh, I'm going a three. You're probably going a two. Eh, two and half. Two and half. Okay. Like there's there's some competent like technical work here. Like there's some makeup effects of the dead guy, and some of that stuff's interesting. I don't know. Fair. All right. Uh, that'll move us into a patron requested review, uh, from Julio for Stardust. Well, fine, if you don't want my money. You mean, if we watch terrible movies, you'd give us money? Well, sure. Mr. Caleb, welcome to the patron review segment. Stardust is a 2007 PG-rated, two-hour and seven-minute uh, adventure family fantasy film a 7.6 out of 10 on imdb in a countryside town bordering on a magical land a young man makes a promise to his beloved that he'll retrieve a fallen star by venturing into the magical realm uh the stars a very young charlie cox who is daredevil 
uh, Claire Danes, Sienna Miller, Ian McKellen as narrator voice. Uh, Robert De Niro. Kate McGowan. Robert De Niro's here. Henry Cavill is in this fucking movie. Why? Why isn't Michelle Pfeiffer listed on the IMDb top cast? Because she's like the witch that's pursuing them. Like she's arguably like the set, like the probably fourth most important character, the main antagonist. Yeah, Uh, like Mark Strong. Uh, he's all the way. He, where is Michelle Pfeiffer? This is Michelle Pfeiffer erasure. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Anyway, what do you think of this? This is a mess. This movie has way too many things happening at any one time, and it's like impossible to follow. I enjoyed my time with it. Like I, I don't. Ashley said she'd watch it again. I, I'll, I'll need a bit before I want to watch it again, but. Maybe I'd watch it again, but this is more like to me, like a a little like, hey, you know, Charlie Cox and Henry Cavill and Claire Danes and Sienna Miller. See where they all got like that first biggish break in a Matthew Vaughn film. Yeah, I don't know. This this is one of those movies that says like, hey, uh, take my hand. We're going on an adventure together. And the whole time I was like, I'm being dragged along on this adventure. And like, I don't know where we're going. and I don't really want to go. <laughs> that's that's perfectly fine. Believe me, I get it. Uh, it's like I said, this movie is kind of a mess. Uh, I can't believe how much of a mess it is. And it's not very good because like I. I I think they wanted this to be uh a, like nowadays if this movie was made it'd be a series because there's just so many plot threads going on because like we have the whole um the whole King Succession line thing we have the Michelle Pfeiffer story we have the main story of Claire Danes and Charlie Cox getting to know each other, uh, even though Claire Danes was a fucking star and now he falls in love with the star. And then uh, we we have like the 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 Robert De Niro-ness of this movie, which yeah. is just like we always huh? knew you were a whoopsie. Uh, or whatever I, the fuck. Yeah. So like that's that's what I, like that storyline is whatever, but it's also just like what even is this? Like why is this a storyline in your movie? Because it just feels like character filler in a 2-hour movie that you could probably get done with in an hour and 45 minutes if you didn't have all this character filler. <sighs> uh which which this brings up the question that I asked you uh, in our Discord chat, which is, do our patrons just hate us? I mean, in theory, no. Uh, they give us money. So, like, I mean, if you give us money to watch us suffer, cool. I'll take that money every every month. That's fine. But no, like, uh, I posted that I was watching this in uh, one of my one of my group chats and Julio and Brad from the Cinema Guys and somebody else were like, yeah, I really like Stardust. And I'm just like, guys, you're allowed to like it. 
and that's cool that that's your opinion but like holy fuck this thing is a mess it's it, yeah. like and i'm going to describe it as such forever and always it is a mess yeah of a movie yeah it's like i'm gonna i'm gonna go on a fucking crusade against this movie i guess you could say that i'm a stardust crusader <laughs> that's that's true yeah like was was there some fun swashbucklingness and uh, decent adventure? Sure, for like two seconds. But like the whole King Succession storyline with the fucking ghosts being there for some reason was yeah. Why were bizarre. there ghosts? Why are ghosts part of it? None of this is anything. Yeah. Uh like I said, I I feel like nowadays this would be made into a series. Probably a limited series, but a series nonetheless, like 10-ish episodes where we actually, you know, we get like an episode or two with the Robert De Niro pirates. And, you know, we we get like a whole episode setting up, you know, Charlie Cox walking into the uh, uh, the the land of Stormhold, like all of his shit going on in his regular town. Like, I don't know, man, uh, this this either needed more time or needed to cut more things. And uh, instead we get what we have. I'm just so disappointed. That's fair. Uh, what would you give it? Uh, two. Okay. Uh, I'm like, I'm going to say like very soft three. Like this is like right in between three and two and hype. But uh, it's okay. Like it's it's whatever. Uh, I, I'm glad if I'm glad that you like it if you like it, but like I just I don't get it. Uh, this whole movie's a giant mess. Three stars. Uh, Dan Brennick, 2022. I mean that's true. It's a mess, uh, but like I said, it's a mess, but it's an enjoyable mess. Like there's there's definitely <laughs> fun to be had while watching it. It's just like I don't fucking know what's happening. Yeah, it's fair. All right. Uh, next week on the show, we will be doing Diana the Musical. Uh, basically, this is going to be an audio rip of our live stream for the Cure segment, where we will talk about Diana the Musical for about an hour. It'll be a cautionary tale of Netflix. Uh, this is how we suffer. Uh, again, please check out our our segment live May twenty first at two p.m. Eastern time uh, to to potentially donate uh, for twenty sixty nine in order to get my mom on an episode of this podcast. Uh, uh, it's going to be a bloodbath. It's true. If there's any big news or any big trailers that we should care about, we'll uh, like, we'll splice something in at the beginning. It'll be whatever. It'll be just a long episode. And Gerald will have to suffer. Uh, if not, just expect Diane, the musical from like right up the top. Uh, so deal with it. But, uh, that's it. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, if you like the show, please check out our social media at Netflix and Swill. Uh, Netflix and Swill.com takes you to everything. You can find all of our links there, including other podcasts that we host, such as Apple Teeny Plus, Stacking Triggers, a Magic the Gathering podcast, and Rabbit Ears, the TV podcast that talks about TV shows that are uh, no longer. Oh, you best believe that, uh, you know, re- you referring to our social medias. Uh, you best believe that uh, senior year has some things to say about that. It's true. I will say uh, we've gotten like 15 followers in the last week on Netflix and Swill. 
And um, I can count at least eight of them being uh, a bot account. Like I, I, I see the follower and it's just a bot. It's the same. It's the same fucking name, but eight <sighs> times. Help me, Daddy Elon. You're my only come hope. on. Come on, Elon. Do something. Do anything. Fix these goddamn bots just following me and inflating my my account for no reason. Uh, that's it. Damn, damn long ears trying to take Easter away from Jesus. All right. Well, uh, if you've enjoyed any of this nonsense, why not uh, listen to some of our backlog of episodes? And uh, I don't know. Stranger Things four is coming up, and Cobra Kai Part Five is coming up, and we've talked about those things before. Also, uh, Witcher Blood Origin is supposed to be coming out at some point this year. So listen yeah. to all of our Witcher episodes. Yeah, it's true. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna go back to uh, playing Fallout One because I started doing that for some reason because I've never played it before and it's. Uh, actually uh, a lot of fun to me. So uh, thank you to Space Weather for the use of our theme song, uh, which is called Bitter. And until next week, this is Caleb saying, we'll see you next Tuesday. Netflix and Swill is an independent podcast. As such, we believe in the scrappy underdogs of the podcast world. If you're an indie podcast and would like us to run your promo on our show, please contact us. The little guys need to stick together. If you enjoy what we're doing, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and telling a friend. The more we grow, the better the show will be. Thank you for being part of the Netflix and Swill family.